flesh time long time 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 hey there sports fans first time long time i'm tommy fitzgerald he's richie baron richie who says you can't come home how are you who says you can't come home is right. I'm creaking in my chair. We're quoting Bon Jovi. First time, long time. Uh, very apropos for what's going on here because it has been a long time. Where have we been? Do you want to tell people? It's a little embarrassing. Well, it's a little unusual, kid. Uh, it involves about 36 Bud Ices, the Pilgrim Psych Center, and a Sunday morning gone awry. I don't know if you really want to elaborate on that. It sounds like we joined the cult, but in reality... We just went ghost hunting out in Suffolk County. Uh, we got really into that show Ghost Hunters once we realized the Mets were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. We binge-watched, and then we went away. So our last episode was in July. We are back now, thankfully safe. Uh, I think we got some ghosts on tape. Um, so, you know, all in all, a pretty successful end of the summer, early fall, more than we could say for those piece-of-garbage New York Mets. Yeah, kid, talk about a rough end of the season. Uh, of course, quite a bit has happened. Some bright spots. You know, the kid Dom Smith, he was a nice bright spot. But t- Terry Collins, Terry Collins, uh, in a very Mets way, the weird drama at the end of the season, uh, the stories that start coming out saying that, you know, he wasn't getting along with the front office, but he's basically Fred Wilpon's uh, bag man or caddy. Uh, and because the Wilpons, for some reason, still own the team, they blocked Terry from being fired. And even now, Terry's brought, brought in uh, after, after resigning, tastefully resigning, uh, to get a front office position. So, like the Mets, a total cluster. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's, uh, you know, Bullschnapps, uh, the story that was in the paper. You know, it said that Terry wasn't getting along with the players. I heard he was a big players, a player-friendly manager. I'm going to tell you something. I have... I don't have any sort of proof, but I know that one of those anonymous sources was definitely Wilmer Flores. There's something going on between those two. Definitely didn't get along. I would say the other anonymous source was uh, Estrubal Cabrera. It's very obvious. Uh, you know, you go through the roster. I don't see anybody else talking that kind of trash. Those two definitely talking trash about Terry. And, um, you know, obviously David Wright did his captain thing when he just goes, you know, say it to his face. So he does that once every few years when the manager gets trashed. So good for you, Dave. Thanks for chipping in. And uh, <laughs> and then we, you know, Sandy Alderson apparently hates Terry, but now he's going to be sitting in the, in the skybox with him sharing chicken fingers. Uh, it, it doesn't add up. Yeah, I don't get it, kid. And, and Terry Collins is 68 years old. I mean, he, at, at this point, he should be living in Boca Raton. He should have the Werthers on lock. He should have the clock radio, the old clock radio alarm set for about 4.15 so he catches the early bird special at the Bob Evans or the IHOP down the road. And instead, we have this guy making decisions employed in a front office capacity for a team that doesn't like to spend money. Here's, here's a newsflash. <laughs> don't, don't pay Terry Collins anymore. Uh, it's over. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, this is a guy who should be, you know, the, the fun racist grandpa at birthday parties, and uh, we're trotting him out there as our manager for the New York Mets, and it's a, it's a damn shame. But thankfully, you know, uh, Sandy Alderson missed a two-year extension. Congratulations, Sandy. Love the Sandman. 
Um, you know, he saw the light of day, and Terry Collins went the way of Tony Danza in uh, Angels in the Outfield. He didn't actually die, but, you know, his, his career did, so that's good. And then, of course, uh, Syndengard had a, a complete meltdown when his boy, Mr. Uh, Mr. Weezer Glasses, R- Fat Rivers Cuomo, Dan Worthen, got uh, let go, too. He did something similar, though, where, like, he's not actually let go. The guy, they're like, listen, Dan, we don't want you to coach our pitchers anymore, but we're perfectly happy if you want to do a shift at McFadden's. Yeah, you know, the Mets are kind of like the Olive Garden, when you hear your family. Right, right. When you hear your family, and in the end, everyone's going to be puking and really upset. Hey, those uh, those breadsticks aren't going to eat themselves, kid. Right, and they're cheap. Seven ninety nine, never-ending pasta bowl. Not that we You know, know what? They're more like the Olive Garden than I care to admit. <laughs> yeah, so ultimately the Mets were the tough end of the season. Looking ahead to next season, right now the managerial search is in full swing. Allegedly, Sandy and co. have started interviewing managerial prospects. Who do you have your eye on? Who do you like this team to go out and have be the skipper in 2018? A lot of names floating around out there. You got uh, Mr. Grand Single, Robin Ventura. You've got a friend of the show, Joe McEwing. You've got Alex Cora. You've got Bob Guerin, who ran away from the Mets. Uh, he went to California to get away from this team, and somehow we're, we're going to lure him back here and ruin his life. We've got Chip Hale. There's there's so many people going around. Um, I am my one of my personal favorites is Joe McEwing. I think he'd be great. Robin Ventura didn't have very much success with the White Sox, but Super Joe. Uh, one manager of the year a couple times, I think, for minor league teams when he was with the White Sox. So, you know, give the guy a shot. Good good player manager, I think. And uh, it's one of those things, too, where, like, I would feel bad booing Robin Ventura eventually when the team goes 62-100. and 100. If Super Joe does that, like, he didn't do that much for the Mets, you know? I don't know, kid. To me, Super Joe... <laughs> Is a legend. I mean, of course, he did come on the show last year. He was fantastic. I think he would be a great choice to be the manager. Robin Ventura, I'm a little iffy on. There's that whole incident with Chris Sale last year with the jerseys. It seemed like he kind of lost control of that team uh, over the last two years with the White Sox. Bob Guerin, I, I don't know you. You know, I, What's your deal? You're an AL guy. You were like a bench coach. What does the bench coach do? Like, I, uh, I don't know if this is uh, maybe not a little too inside baseball here, but, uh, you know. Who, the bench coach breaks up fights between, like, an, like an angry, like a, like a Carlos Zambrano and Michael Barrett. When they're going to punch each other in the face, the bench coach steps in, gets everyone a Gatorade, and shuts it down. I like it. It's a, it's a sole job. I mean, I think we should go with a, uh, a non-traditional thing. I mean, baseball, it's all about the advanced stats and a bunch of nerd numbers and a bunch of garbage why don't we have the first ever tag team management uh, scenario where we have Joey and Alex Cora? They'd be like the Dominican Hardy Boys or something, and we could just have them in the dugout, and you know they could they could make decisions together as a team. Yeah, my one main memory of Alex Cora, and, and, and this is unfortunate because I'm probably painting him in a negative light, was I believe back in 2009 in a game against the Yankees in June when the Mets that Mets team was ravaged by injuries. Alex Coy hitting the three hole, and they got one hit by AJ Burnett. Um, so maybe, maybe I'm looking at this uh, with the opposite of rose-colored glasses. I don't know what that is. The licorice, 
colored glasses. Yeah, shit colored glasses. <laughs> shit colored glasses. Yeah, good. Uh, good analogy, Tommy. Uh, g- good. Good. Um, anyway, so um, on a roll, just official all cylinders. Official. We go away. We hunt ghosts for two months. We come back. You don't even know we're gone. Official endorsement: Tag Team Management, Alex Cora and Joe McEwing, 2018. We will see you on the other side. Uh, and looking forward. I like that. Yeah, let's do it. And looking looking forward to next season. Looking at this Mets team, they get a lot of talent back uh, in the outfield. They'll have Lagaris, Nimo, Conforto, uh, all and of course Uenis all coming back. Uh, some bright spots at the end of the season, like we mentioned, Dom Smith and Rosario will both be back. They'll be in the starting lineup. Our boy uh, Travis Darno, who it'd be nice if he could hit, is should be back. I believe he is in arbitration. And then, of course, the pitching. All the starting pitches are still under team control. What do you see this Mets team doing in the offseason? Uh, one thing you've mentioned before is, unfortunately, we could see our boy Steven Matz be moved. What would you do if you were the big brain of Sandy Alderson? Well, first of all, we got to have a meeting with uh, the Capitan, Mr. David Wright, and we got to, you know, maybe take him out somewhere really nice like Grand Lux Cafe or Maggiano's, somewhere by the mall, you know, just get him over there, maybe bring Jose Reyes, he apparently lives close, and uh, just sit him down and go, hey, buddy, listen, at this point, you're like a, a, a fucking transformer, you've had 1,800 surgeries, and we if we go out there and get a third baseman, are you going to get, are you going to make a big stink, all right, you're going to make a big stink, or are you going to act like a man, because I heard, the rumor has it, is that Josh Donaldson may or may not be available, now, if Josh Donaldson's available, I'll trade Steven Matz. I will, you know, I'll go against my my better judgment and trade my boy Long Island uh, over to Toronto for Josh Donaldson, for sure. Um, otherwise, if we don't do that, I would imagine that they will re-sign Estrubal Cabrera, put him at third base, keep Rosario at short, play Wilma Flores at second base, because the little on gnome isn't there to hold him down anymore. He's going to get you know full time at bats. Dom Smith, they, it's like a fifty fifty proposition with that guy. I think you know he was tanking the ball, but at the same time, uh, uh, you know it, he could he could stand to lose a couple lbs and get in some better shape. So uh, you know I think it's fifty fifty. He's a first base. We'll see what happens there. And then this this catching thing is very interesting. At the end of the season, September. They must have done something where, like, Pawlecki and Darno, they would just tell them each day, like, hey, you know, Kevin said you're a bitch and you can't hit. Darno goes out, hits, like, two bombs. Next day, I'd be like, hey, uh, you know, Travis said that that, uh, that dildo in your locker from earlier in the season, not a joke, not a prank. It's yours. Goes out, whacks a dinger. You know, so I, if we're going to go that route, I mean, we could just go mean girls with the catching situation all year. And just have these guys feed off their hatred for one another. Uh, you know, I would imagine most catching tandems don't like each other anyway. So, you know, this could be like a sabermetrics thing for us, like an advanced, advanced way of doing catches. Just have them talk shit to each other until one of them blossoms. Uh, and then the outfield, who knows? Uh, hopefully, Michael Conforto can swing a bat while keeping all of his limbs intact. That would be phenomenal. Uh, Juan Lagares, we're going to see a bunch of articles this offseason about how this is the year where Juan Lagares finally takes over center field. Although my boy, uh, Smiley Jesus, I'd like him to be in center field instead of Juan Lagares if I had a choice. I thought Brandon Nimmo was 
fire flames at the end of the year. And uh, and then, you know, of course, Yoannis. Ho- hopefully he won't deadlift 900 pounds in December and, and show off like, you know, some sort of big shot. Hopefully. Chances are, yeah, he's going to be lifting up like a Lamborghini, you know, with his with his deltoids, and uh, we're all going to get all jacked up over it. And then, he'll, you know, he'll pull something in April. What do you think? I don't know, kid. I, I guess the, a lot to unpack there. I guess the first question is, if you trade for Josh Donaldson, does he come with the, the wheelbarrow full of HGH, or does he have to get that here in New York? I mean, either or. I, I, I don't know that I'd want to bring that through customs, but... You can definitely get it here in New York, especially since we still have those shady chop shops. You can get anything back there. You can get you can get rims, uh, baby carriage, an electric scooter, probably HGH. You know, I wouldn't worry about it. He'll be fine here. And the other thing is, that, does this Ploiecki Darno fake feud does it does it come to a head with one of them planting a rumor about one of the other ones being involved with Sam Champion, famous meteorologist Sam Champion? I mean, I think if 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 Mike Piazza has anything to say about it, it should. I mean, we all we, it's a weird reference that only certain people listening to this. <laughs> I mean, if you're a diehard Met fan, the name Sam Champion should mean a lot to you. All right, and and we are we are open here. We are very sex positive on FTLT, and Sam Champion, whatever you did or didn't do, I don't know. Great, because Mike Piazza, hell of a career as a New York Met. So clearly, anything that was going on helped. Shout out to Sam Champion. Uh, no, I, I agree completely, kid. I think this is the year you see, you know, there's no market for Matt Harvey at this point. Uh, the best chance that they would have to move him would be if he had a strong first half and they did decide to move him and didn't want to pay him uh, as he is an impending free agent after the 2018 season. I could see Matt's being moved. I could see something around that. I don't think they moved Noah. I don't think they moved DeGrom. I think if they were going to move DeGrom, it would have been this past July when there was a real market when, you know, the Houston Astros really wanted them and they had one of the best farm systems in baseball. All in all, like when you look at this Mets team, there's an incredible amount of talent on paper. It's just a matter of them being healthy. And I feel like a broken record as a Mets fan going through this every single year. Like, well, if they stay healthy and then they don't stay healthy, and our boy Ray Ramirez is out there with like a, a voodoo doll. Or, or he got something. fired, bro. He did. That's the biggest firing. I did yeah. not. I did not see that. I am. I am oh, breaking news. I am remiss. Ray Ramirez. I, I actually, you know what? I'm gonna. That's on me. We started the show. We talked about all these things that happened more than whatever. That's the biggest thing. Our boy Ray Ray took him out to the wood chipper. Didn't even reassign him. They didn't even give him the old Terry Collins Dan Warden treatment. So, that's probably the biggest deal. We still have that guy, Barwis, who sounds like he ate a muffler, but we're not going to have Ray Ramirez anymore, so I think we can deal with having Barwis for a couple months and then and then getting rid of him and coming up here. Uh, you know, I mean, you know who I would hire as a new athletic trainer? That guy, Sean T. Oh, you ever Sean see those? T, the, uh, he's like the new Billy Blanks. Yes. Beachbody coach Sean T. I'll tell you something. You do those uh, those insanity workouts, you never feel better in your life. You know, it's all bo- it's all you know, just body weight. You're doing push-ups, you're doing sit-ups. Sean T has my vote along with the McEwen Cora tandem for 2018. We're really thinking outside the box today. I don't know, kid. Uh, when it comes to celebrity workout guys, give me John Bazedow. 
He's Remember dead, right? Based out? Well, Died that was, tsunami. That was that was a hoax. That was a hoax. I saw him at the Walt Whitman Wall. He signed a book for me. That's six years ago. <laughs> After he died in the tsunami, he didn't. He didn't die in the tsunami. It was a. It was a hoax. Unless unless John Base now has a doppelganger who also has like you know abs in the ninety ninth percentile. Shout out John I mean, Basedow. Shout out John Basedow. Shout out the Walt Whitman Wall. Walden Books. I see you. And shout out tsunamis because you know apparently you're not strong enough to kill John Basedow. So. Unbelievable. But, yeah, I mean, you talk about that rotation. I think, uh, you know, Matt Harvey pitches at this point with the confidence of, like, a fat kid crossing a, a frozen pond. And, uh, you know, I I never seen such a fall, a fall like Matt Harvey's. I mean, you got Sindengard. You know, he should be – Matt Harvey should be taking a page out of his book. Sindengard goes to the, the Ranger game, does a bunch of weird stuff, gets fingers jammed in his mouth by his girlfriend – that's the only thing that's happening with that guy. He does some weird finger stuff in the crowd with his girlfriend. He complains about Dan Worthen getting fired, and you don't hear from him until you see a Muscle Milk commercial. That's it. Harvey's over here, like, weeping about Adriana Lima. He's pitching like garbage. Uh, he's got questions being asked about his pee and his dick and all the stuff the, from last year. It's just got never-ending, you know, He's he's got the... The Batman thing, and now, you know, that, that makes it so that the newspaper, everything's like, you know, all this Dark Knight is dead stuff, and uh, it's just, it's a big headache. Go away, Matt Harvey. How do you really feel, kid? I unloaded there. Uh, what can I tell you? You know what I do think is going to happen? Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to ask you for one. Give me a surprise move you think the Mets will make this offseason, because I got one loaded up in the chamber. A uh, surprise move. Uh, a surprise would be having a, a catcher of any kind of usefulness. The, the we already we already figured that out. The one guy they did have was Rene Rivera, and they let they they literally sold him to or you know put him on waivers to the Chicago Cubs, but whatever. Yeah, uh, like a racehorse. <laughs> shout out to Sea Biscuit. Uh, I I don't know, kid. Uh, I haven't really taken. I know they're not going to spend big on a free agent. It would have to be some kind of trade. Um, I like the Josh Donaldson thing. I could see something around that because you're not going to get the Arenados or the Machado. Like you're not going to get like a. You need like a, a second tier star of, of of some kind. Right. Good good hedge. Good. Not a, not long, a long way of saying I got nothing. What do you got? Not a star that brings me to tears. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my. Uh... <laughs> That was me riffing on tears. Uh, my prediction for this offseason, and let me tell you something, it's going to happen. This is the uh, Tommy guarantee. The Mets are going to sign CC Sabathia to a two-year deal. It's happening. Book it. Anytime you can sign a guy that has horrible weight fluctuation problems and was once photographed smoking a blunt on a balcony, you got to do it. Yeah, he's he's like... Uh, He's like Bartolo. He's like hip hop Bartolo Colon. He's like Juan Arribe's cool cousin that is visiting from abroad. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Juan Arribe's cool cousin visiting from abroad. Yeah, I like it. It's, I'm in. It's, it's like reverse though, because like Sabathia, I think is from this country. Arribe, I don't think is from this country, but that's so. It's like the reverse. It's like if you were. I'm going to get in trouble with this one, so I'm going to just leave it 
Yeah, if there was like a study abroad program in wherever Juan Uribe's from, and CC Sabathia went over there with a sideways hat, and uh, you know joined the local baseball team, it'd be like, oh look, Juan's chunky cousins here, or whatever. It'd be like uh, sort of like the reverse David Cohn if Cohn was eighty pounds overweight. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but you know, I I think it's the perfect formula. He's old. He's a little overweight. And he's not a sure thing. So I think the Mets are going to throw a little money at that and sign him right up there. Right, right in our wheelhouse right there. Yep. You know, shout out R.A. Dickey. Shout out Bartolo Colon. Shout out soon-to-be Mets, CeCe Sabathia. Um, oh, and by the way, speaking of former Yankees that could become Mets, I mean, what would you do if Joe Girardi – became manager of the Mets, because now there's there's articles out there saying it could happen. I don't know, kid. I Like, the whole thing with Girardi, where he, he didn't challenge the other night, like, he talked to Yankee fans, and I don't usually give Yankee fans too much credit on just about anything, but they they don't really like Girardi. I think I think he's he's better. They also, they also don't like reading at a fifth grade level. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> Valid. That's right. Meet me at the bottom of the bowling alley. Uh, right. Or... <laughs> or or people that have any sort of ethnicity. Yeah. Your mother makes That's a it. terrible chicken palm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Whoa. Whoa. Gabagool. Uh, <laughs> We're being very general. <laughs> being, very, being very general. Shout, shout out to all the Italians. As, as you are. As you are, Richie. Um, Damn right. No, quite frankly, I think Girardi is best suited for like a, a rebuilding team, like a young team. You know, he, he did a nice job for the Marlins when they were rebuilding. He did a nice job with the Yankees when they were kind of, you know, bringing things back together. He's more of a, uh, a peacetime manager. You know, like you have a peacetime president, a wartime president. Uh, that's more of an expression from the 1940s. And, you know, dear God, uh, not talking about our political climate right now. But in this case, in this kind of scenario, I don't know if he's the guy. What do you mean? It's great. I'm getting a coal job next week. You get a coal? Oh, yeah. Clean coal. Yeah. The yeah. cold job I, I didn't have for the last eight years, thank you very much. But I'm not going to get on my soapbox. Keep talking about Joe Girardi. <laughs> Go Marshall. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Girardi, not my guy. Uh, not for a team that wants to contend. I'd like to see them go outside the box. I don't think they'll do it. I think you'll get some kind of retread that we've seen previously. So not on the Joe Girardi train. How about you? Yeah, you know, I, I I would be on the Joe Girardi train, but I got to tell you, I've said way too many bad things about the guy to turn back at this point. And frankly, he looks like a camel with alopecia. So I can't, you know, I can't really uh, get behind the guy. I just look at him. I mean, Terry Collins is at least fun to look at. You know, he just looked like a, uh, I don't know, like a, like a vice president on Halloween, you know, putting on like a baseball uniform or, you know, we, we've said it a bunch of times, but the... Uh, the potential suitor of a golden girl or something like that. You know, it, it was very uh, disarming. It wasn't a big deal. But, but with Joe Girardi, you know, I feel like the guy's going to make me do push-ups if I meet him in person. And uh, I'm not into that. So, uh, you know, Joe Girardi can officially go fly a kite. Not interested. Sticking with our tag team tandem. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully Sandy hears this and feels the same way. Joe Girardi looks like a elementary school principal from Minnesota. He does. Yeah. Joe Girardi looks like a AAU girls basketball coach who has a 
prodigal, prodigy-like team of middle schoolers. Yep. Joe Girardi looks like a guy at the gym who who doesn't re-rack his weights. Joe Girardi looks like the hottest guy in Bismarck, South Dakota. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd say so. I, I think he'd probably be like Mr. Olympia in Bismarck, South Dakota. A lot of drinking out there. Oh, yeah. We'd fit right in. Sorry, Bismarck. Sorry. What else? I like this game we're playing here, what Joe Girardi looks like. Uh, Joe Girardi looks like an umpire in a men's league softball game that you get in a fist fight with. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true, actually. Uh, Joe Girardi looks like a uh, a retired sanitation worker. Joe Girardi looks like the owner of a deli that fights you when he asks for the extra turkey. That's right. Joe Girardi looks like the manager of the first ever TGI Fridays, who's still the manager of that TGI Fridays. Great mudslides. Great mudslides. He he invented the recipe. He invented the recipe. (laughs) Wow. This is good. Uh, yeah, so that was good. We'll have to, we'll have to Joe Girardi looks like <laughs> Joe Girardi looks like the future manager of a lingerie football team. <laughs> He's just going to be on a video <laughs> calling everyone dickheads. Joe Girardi looks like Bob Brenly's brother, who fights him over who gets to work the grill at the Fourth of July party. <laughs> yeah. Joe Girardi looks like what Jim Leyritz wishes he was right now. <laughs> Shout out to guys who may or may not have uh, jerked off on the subway. I forgot if that was Jim Laird or Chuck Knobloch, but it was it was, it was, was one Chuck, of them. That was, that was Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> Mark Walters, why'd you throw the slider? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You could uh, – somewhere Steve Sachs, he smiles. But Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I think for those reasons alone, just because of the, the many things that Joe Girardi looks like uh, – you know, I, I, I think it's a bad idea to hire him. Joe Girardi looks like the guy that tries to sell you a timeshare to go to Aspen. Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe Girardi looks like the guy who uh, winds up giving you a black eye during the pickup basketball game at the gym. Joe Girardi looks like the highest grossing hot tub salesman in the state of Delaware. Joe Girardi looks like the guy who drives around uh, New York once a month and forgets that there aren't any more blockbusters. <laughs> shut, shut it down, kid. That's that is that is so that is so on the nose. That is so on the nose. Joe Girardi, uh, you look like a lot of guys. What can I say? Yep, and you probably uh, have a beeper. So. <laughs> Got the Great old, job. Got the old, uh, the old Nokia. Yeah. You're just playing Snake like a jerk. So <laughs> I think we made it pretty clear that we don't want Joe Girardi. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's like, like I said, we, we come back after two months firing on all cylinders. Like, you know, we're just moving and grooving like a Rod Stewart concert. Absolutely. We're back, kid. And uh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. So... We're going to get back on more of a regular schedule. We'll start doing, uh, now that the season's over, 
or right on time. Yeah, now that the season's over, what we like to do is we uh, we go out there and harass former Mets players and see if they will come on and talk to us about things. So, uh, you know, we'll be doing some of that for you. And uh, in the meantime, if you listen to this and you want to get in on all the fun, hit us up at, at MetsFTLT. We're going to have uh, Gene dust off the old, the old Twitter fingers and, uh, you know, tell us what Joe Girardi looks like. We can really have some fun with that. I think that's going to be a hit. I think people... That's a crossover. Yeah, it's a good one. And uh, that's it. God bless, and, you know, we'll we'll see you when we see you. Let's go, Mets. Don't throw the slider, Wallers. Yeah, hey, fellas. This is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.